Listen, I've seen you speech, speak, uh, a lot of humor, a lot of laughs, and a lot of claps. Hey, listen, let's talk about this for a second. How many times has Montreal and the Toronto Maple Leafs ended up in a Game 7? Actually, just one time, Gooch. This is only the second time in their vaunted history, in their 16th ever playoff meeting, that they're meeting in a game seven. Now, guess this game sevens, best of sevens, only started in the NHL in 1939. But they met, <coughs> excuse me, in the um, game, in the seventh game of the semifinals of 1964. I think you could make the case that it was Dave Keon's greatest game ever. He was still very young in the NHL. It was only the conclusion of his fourth season in the NHL, but. Uh, Toronto were down three games to two in the series, one game six at home, and then went in the Montreal Forum and beat them 3-1 with Dave Keon getting all three goals, which is remarkable, really. And uh, that's the only other time that they met in, in a game seven. And they played in the playoffs in 65, 66, and the, the ultimate moment there in 67, which is to date, as we all know, their, their last Stanley Cup. And... Um, and, and the last time that Toronto had even won a playoff game against Montreal was 1967. So so we're in some sort of historical territory in that sense, no question, And uh, tonight. And it's uh, it should be a beauty. Uh, you know, who knows what really to fully expect based on how it's gone here over the previous well, six games. Of course, we're going to break it down in a second. But uh, obviously, you being the historian you are, think about that. It's only the the the. F- Second time they've met in a game seven in all of the history of the National Hockey League. Amazing. It, it is, Gooch, because when you think back to when they started meeting with some level of regularity in the 40s and then even in the 50s, you know, I mean, it is what it is, right? You go back and look at it. Well, in some of those instances, Toronto were just too strong in the late 40s. And of course, the the Barocco series, as most people refer to it, 1951 is still to date the only series where every game that was played went into overtime, that being five games. There's been two other in NHL history to have five overtime games in a series, but not they weren't all, not every game went into overtime like 51 did. And then in the late 50s, the Habs were too strong. And then in the 60s, they pretty much went back and forth. It was, you know, Toronto early. Montreal in the middle, and then Toronto finished it off in 67. And to think they only met that one time in a seventh game, it is surprising. 
given that they started playing against each other. You know, as I said, the best of seven started in 1939, and uh, it was surprising to uh, to think that that's only happened that one time. It is kind of kind of a neat historical fact. All right, take us back to obviously uh, 1967. Uh, we know what happened. We know about the expo and the cup was supposed to go in the expo in the Montreal Pavilion. It didn't. It ended up in Toronto. Everybody thought the Montreal Canadiens were going to take it hands down. And even Ron said it. They thought they were going to have more, right? And that's what's crazy about this. You always think you're going to have more. You're, you're not going to feel this again. And, of course, Ronnie Ellis didn't, and the Montreal Canadiens have. I think it was 1993 when Patrick Waugh uh, took the Montreal Canadiens to a Stanley Cup final. Talk to us about that 67 and 93. Well, the Habs, the Habs uh, uh, you know, they, they put in quite a few Stanley Cups between 67 and 93, and that's really I can't, where the two franchises kind of split. I mean, the road really split after 67, if you think about it. Sadly, for Leaf fans, it's been generations of, of despair and uh, internal turmoil with the team to some degree at times. These are all well-documented stories, obviously. And and I, th- I just think that at different times, they've also put a real good product on the ice and just haven't been able to get over the hump. Late 70s, early 90s. Um, early 2000s, they, these are these are times when the Toronto Maple Leafs went to the semifinals and just couldn't get back to a final. The Canadians, as we know, rolled into the decade of the 70s and emerged with six Stanley Cups. And most historians feel the 77 team being the greatest single season entry of all time. Myself, I do. And managed to have a very successful decade in the 1980s with... Uh, four trips to the semis, two finals, and another Stanley Cup, and then the surprising one uh, that that in '93, so which is their last, which now is also a long time ago. So that's kind of the history of the Habs between '67 and '93. The Leafs, as we know, Gooch, as I just said, kind of went the other direction. But in '67, right. that series, to me, uh, Game Two, Toronto winning Game Two, and and. Um, Probably game game five uh, were were the ones that really cemented set it up for them to to take that win in, in game six. Yvonne Cornway has touched on it many times. Uh, it was a crushing loss for them. They were overconfident. You're you're bang on what you said. They were the favorite in the series, much like Toronto have been the heavy favorites in this series. And Montreal got a, a real big shock in 67 and lost and deservedly sold. The Leafs were great on a number of different levels, much like, uh, unfortunately, in this case for Toronto, they've got a pretty big shock right now and find themselves where they were not expected to be in a, in a seventh game. So you can write the ship here and get the W and put it all in the back burner. I mean, at the end of the day, a Toronto win tonight, and no one's really going to be talking about the fact that they had the two great comebacks and lost in overtime in games five and six. They lose it. It's going to be a lot of worms, man. 
Listen, Liam, uh, in a few minutes, we're bringing up arguably one of the favorite uh, Toronto Maple Leafs of all time, 1967 winner, Ronnie Ellis. But before I do that, I got to get your opinion on what's going to go on uh, with the, the game tonight. Patrick Waugh versus Campbell. Mitch Marner and uh, Austin Matthews against the Montreal Canadiens. They have played to a T, the Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews, just like Winnipeg did with, uh, uh, obviously, McDavid and Dreisaitl. Uh, it, do you think it's a plan? Like, do you think it's it's because of Montreal's game plan? Or is it that Matthews and Marners are just, you know, maybe the pressure's too much? I can't believe that. They're, they're tremendous hockey players. Um, what's your thoughts on the Montreal Canadiens tonight with Patrick, uh, sorry, with obviously Carey Price, six wins, two losses in these type of games? I want to hear your opinion. Well, Carey Price is proving that he still has it. I think there's been a lot of doubters, myself included, the last few years. And then, shockingly, last fall in the bubble, even though it was only 10 games, they all mattered, obviously, and he, he, was, he was outstanding. And I think that surprised a lot of people. And it certainly let some... I think they gave it gave Mark Bergeron, the GM, the impetus to go out and spend to the cap for the first time, really, in his regime as a GM, and make the off-season acquisitions that he did. Most notably, picking up Jake Allen to back him up, and and uh, and yet then Kerry went out and had what was, by all accounts, a pretty pedestrian season. I mean, he didn't really play that well. And then they make the coaching change, and Ducharme comes in, and he looks like he's playing good. And then uh, Chie saw in Edmonton catches him with a look like a relatively innocent elbow. But this is the yeah. thing with concussions. You've talked about it numerous times, head injuries, and not just mental illness stuff, but just normal. Like, you you have been such an advocate to to be, to be try to, you know, uh, be prepared and how to, how, to, how to come back from concussions. And, and now here he is back kicking out BBs, and he, he has been probably the difference to date, despite the fact that Jack Campbell's played very well. If you want, yeah, to get into, you want to get into the analytics of it here, Gooch, here's the thing with Marner and Matthews. The Montreal Canadiens, in particular the last two games, most of the series, in fact, have exercised incredible gap control on Austin Matthews, largely with Deno. As, as, his, as the center that's marking him. But it's also been done with Suzuki and also been done with uh, Kakinemi. They've all had to take a role platooning against Matthews. And not only him, but uh, particularly the last two games where the Canadians have had their best stretch of hockey in the series, periods one and two of each of the last two games, they have nullified the Leafs' transition game coming through the neutral zone to a team. And this has given the Leaf fits for sure. So that's one of the first things that they have to figure out a way tonight, Toronto, to try and uh, and overcome that and gain the offensive zone with control of the puck. They are not a dump and chase team. They are a team that carries it in. They have enough ammo typically through the lineup. And, you know, Tavares is out. Now Muzzin isn't playing tonight. You, you know, you're taking out some key pieces. And all of a sudden the Canadians don't look like a 59-point team. And it goes back to how the season ended. They had to take a COVID break, like other teams, and then they had to play 23 games in in 46 or 48 days. Who does that? So how, how much of that was really the Montreal Canadiens? Like, you know the old story, Gooch, you're never as good as they were at the start of the season. 
But when they oh, were no, losing, they weren't that bad either. So you're getting a bit of a better version of them right now. And right now, they are playing structurally better than Toronto. And notably in the neutral zone where they're taking away the time and space. You got to think, man, at some point, if not tonight, right, when it's do or die, that you Matthews and Marner are going to find a way to overcome that because they are. Let, let's be honest, Gooch. Next year, if Canada goes to the Olympics, Mitch Marner's on the team. And, and you know, if the NHL players go, Austin Matthews is a lock for Team USA. Yeah, no question. These guys are locks for the two best teams that will be there. And yet, it's the incumbent on Matthews and Marner to find a way to overcome. And it's incumbent on Sheldon Keefe. You got last change tonight, so you got to take advantage of that. And here, I'll say the last thing, then back to you. Montreal have gone down to four defense largely. Gustafsson and Kulak played less than seven minutes each. This is unbelievable. Nobody is doing this anymore. Nobody is doing this. And the Canadians have gone down to essentially four defense. And they're going to try and do it for one more time tonight. Believe me, I can't see either of these teams having a sniff against Winnipeg at this point right now. But... They're going to try and do it for one more game tonight. And it's incumbent on Sheldon Keefe to try and get Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner out against Gustafsson and uh, Kulak and, and try and take advantage of that. But it's a game within the game that has killed those guys offensively right now. And yet Nylander's played uh, fantastic. And Spets you know, I mean, so have a couple other guys. Spezza looked really good. Listen, as we bring up Ronnie Ellis here, I just want to say that who's under more pressure? Price, because of all the things that he carries, he knows if he has any kind of off night, it's over. Or Campbell, who is, you know, in both games, down, he stormed back, he played unbelievable in all of the, uh, you know, the third periods. Um, Who's under more pressure right now? Well, uh, Campbell, for sure. I mean, the Leafs, all the pressure's on the Leafs here. No one gave Montreal a snowball's chance in hell of winning this series. And now they're in game seven. So the, the pressure's on Campbell because of the crest he's representing. Not so much individual pressure, although there's that on every goaltender. The pressure on Carey Price, well, if Carey Price plays okay to good to great tonight and, and Montreal loses, <coughs> let's be honest. Internally, he's earned his money. And like people have said, what a ridiculous contract. Well, he's more than earned it in this series. Oh, absolutely. 100%. So those the pressures on Campbell because he, of the crest he's representing, not individual yep. pressure, because I don't think he hasn't played poorly. Are you going to say yep. that a Foley goal on the five on three shouldn't have gone in? I mean, look, he's in tight. He's all alone. He gets the puck up and rolls up and through him. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and I, I just think that, um, the pressure's on Campbell because he's representing the team, not on individual pressure. And on Carey Price, it's another day at the office. Like, yeah. you know, at, at the end of the day, Carey Price could very easily end up like a Marcel Dion. Hate to say it, but it's heading that way. A guy who was an automatic Hall of Famer, automatic first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greatest players in NHL history, who never came close to playing in a Stanley Cup final. And Price, <coughs> Price's teams have been in two, never with him. Uh, you know, in 2014, he got run right. by Kreider in game one against yep. the Rangers. And in 2010, Yaroslav Alak was a starter. The two other right. times that Price's time that Montreal were in the semis. The pressure's on Jack Campbell here 100%.
All right, listen, we've got a picture right above your, uh, I guess it would be your left shoulder, arguably uh, Team Canada 72, the Summit Series. Here is the man that made it work. He also won the Stanley Cup in 1967. Uh, one of our greatest ambassadors to the game, uh, an all-time Leaf, Ron Ellis. Hello, Kerry. Liam, hey, hey, Ron, how are you, buddy? We're doing super, my man. Doing super. Fantastic. Uh, I know you were down in the green room listening to all of that stuff. So I'm going to give Liam uh, one chance, one question to ask Ronnie or give him a stat uh, before you uh, leave us. Then we can get Ronnie's take on what the maybe your, your Montreal analysis was very, very good. And I'm looking forward to hearing what Ronnie's got to say about that. Liam. Well, it, it's it's not a stat, but uh, let's take advantage of the fact, Gooch, we've got a guy who was with the Leafs when they won that cup in 67. And, Ron, just before you joined us, I'm not sure what um, what time you, you joined the broadcast, but I was talking about the 67 series. And when, when the Leafs won game two, like Montreal won game one pretty handedly. And then you guys won, uh, won game two. I, I think it was 4 nothing, if I'm not mistaken. You made such a statement, and I'm wondering – if at any point for that game or the other games that eventually led to you winning the Stanley Cup, if you can recall anything from internal in the dressing room, from George Armstrong, from Punch Imlac, from your leadership group, from that incredible group of defense that you guys had, anything that you could share with our viewers right now from inside the room, particularly maybe that win in game two that ultimately helped you win the Stanley Cup? Well, Liam, of course, game two was very, very important win for us. Uh, for them to jump out 2-0 and then going back to Toronto, being being down. Uh, and it really showed a lot of character uh, of our guys. And the only thing I can say about it is we had a lot of veterans, as you know. I think we're still the uh, oldest team to win the Stanley Cup, <laughs> average age. And these guys knew this was their last chance. Um, this team was not going to be the same the following season. Um, there was going to be retirements. There, there were going to be players lost to uh, expansion. And so this was it. And I really think it was our, our veteran guys who led the way in game two, that we got to get back into this series right away and uh, they just took the lead and the young guys, myself, Stankowski, Walton, Conacher, uh, we just followed their, their lead, but they made up their mind as a group uh, that they're, you know, they're not gonna go out on a bad note. They, they wanted to win that Stanley Cup. And you gotta remember, man, that was the last year of the 16 league. Right. So winning the Stanley Cup at that time was a big thing. I, it was important. And unfortunately, Punch decided to go with veterans and, and it cost us years after, but we won a Stanley Cup, but it did cost us in the following years because we had to rebuild. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, uh, I don't hey, Go ahead, buddy. Hey, Liam, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Obviously, uh, your prediction tonight, we got to hear it. I, I think Toronto will get it done tonight, Gooch. Uh, uh, I, I think it, for Montreal to win three in a row, 
against uh, what I believe is a superior team on the ice. Give them all the credit. What they what they did the last two games has never been done in NHL history. Blowing two leads in the third period, going to overtime and winning two games. It's never been done. So I think they've pushed the envelope pretty much as far as they can. And I think you'll see the best of Matthews and Marner. You touched on it earlier, Gooch. And uh, I'm just hoping for a great game. Uh, I don't want my nerves can handle overtime, but uh, I'm hoping for a great game. And I do think Toronto will probably get it done tonight. Hey, we're looking forward to uh, talking next week all about who's playing my Winnipeg Jets. Liam McGuire, always a pleasure hearing you talk not only about history, but your expert opinion on the Montreal Canadiens. Thanks, Liam. Uh, I'm glad you uh, mentioned Team Canada 72 because let's never forget Ronnie's involvement on that fantastic squad either, buddy. Ronnie, great, great to see you, my friend. Good to see you as well, Liam. Hi. All right, Ron, uh, thank you for joining us on short notice. Of course, we wanted to try and get an understanding. You know, you can get what what, uh, what Liam had given us a little bit is is the fact, you know, some of the historical stuff right now, what you're hearing on most shows is, you know, the deep inside tips of what player is going to do what. But I want to take it a little bit different. For you, uh, he had already asked you the question, what were the tips that came to you guys from, from the veterans and that? But more importantly, right now, as Toronto sits in, in the well, not right this minute, but just before the game, they're sitting at uh, the Scotiabank Center. What are their thoughts? What's going through? Obviously, they've had uh, they've been beaten up, you know, in game game sevens, as we know. The Boston Bruins have done it twice. Uh, not every player was here. They brought in Joe Thornton. They got Spets. Tell me what's going through their minds as they sit down in the dress room before the warm up. Well, <clears throat> I, I think Liam did a great job with. The history of, of, of the Leafs and the thing that's going through their minds I believe is guys we cannot let this happen we've got to find a way got to find a way to win they're playing at home and uh, you know they're going to be able to control some the line changes and the matchups a little better than in, in Montreal so there's I think they they just got to realize that we're a good team we won the north Yes, we let a couple of games get away, but we can do it tonight. And we just got to play our game. And that's what they're doing. Uh, they're looking across the room uh, in the dressing room uh, before the game. They're going to look across that room and they're, they're going to fix their eyes on another player. And they're going to say, hey, I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm not going to let you down. And that's what's going to start to happen in that room. They got to come together as a group. This is a wonderful opportunity for them to make some history. It's been a long time since they've got through, well, they haven't won the Stanley Cup in forever, but, uh, but they, they got to get through game seven. They got to get, they got to win a game seven series. So I think they just got to keep their calm. Uh, believe in themselves, believe in what got them where they are right now, and go out and everybody do what they're supposed to do. And uh, if they do that, I, I agree with Liam. I think they can win tonight. 
All right, Ron, but uh, let's talk a little bit about obviously the, the, the pressure that's on these young men. Obviously, they've got veterans like Spezza and Joe Thornton. These guys were called upon JT, of course, not playing, but still in that room with many voices. Um, it, words are words. Are words. Uh, you, you need actions. And you've got Marner and Matthews, who are, are your leaders on the ice. Joe Thornton and, and Spezza, even though Spezza has been rock solid, they're not supposed to be the game winner right now they're supposed to contribute but it's, it's got to be Matthews and, and, and Marner that do it tell me the thought pattern of a guy like Matthews right now knowing the pressure he's under because he's got to produce like this is this is the game that elevates this is probably what I would say right now in in the, the history since 1967 this is arguably one of the great biggest games of the Toronto Maple Leafs history and that goes upon Matthews and Marner with one one goal out of those two we need more Love to hear yeah, thoughts. yeah. There's no no question about it. Uh, they are getting that secondary scoring, and you really need that to uh, to win um, to win a Stanley Cup. You definitely need some secondary scoring because you know the other teams are going to do their best to shut down your stars. But uh, you know, I really feel Matthews has been playing well. He's been getting scoring chances. Uh, he's been getting shots on net. And uh, and that's a good sign. And, and he just has to believe in that. And and hopefully uh, the puck will start going in for him. Uh, Marner's been having a little, little, little more of a trouble. He's still playing great, but he's he's having a little more trouble, uh, you know, getting the puck into the other zone and controlling it like he likes to. He likes to yeah. get the blue line and then draw players to him and open up lines to his teammates and of course Matthews he always looks for for Matthews so so uh, go ahead sir Ron can I ask you so why like he is such a phenomenal hockey player is it because he's having a rough you said he's playing well Matthews playing well too can we give full credit to the Montreal Canadiens for having a game plan like what went on in in Winnipeg to to make sure we shut that threat down? If we shut them down, then we're relying on Spetses and all the rest of the the you know the depth players. Well, yes, of course. Uh, uh, the other team realizes that they can shut those two guys down. Uh, you know, they they have a much better chance. That's what happened with the Oilers. They got shut down. Uh, the Jets did a fantastic job, um, but we gotta we we gotta give a little credit to Price as well. I haven't seen yes. him play well in 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 a long time, and this guy is a veteran. This guy's been through it all, Olympics, whatever you want to want, and uh, this is not going. This game is not going to bother him at all. Uh, Liam said it's another day in the office, and I agree with that. Yeah. He's just going to go out and do what he does. And uh, unfortunately for the Leafs, he's gone on a roll. And he's, he's got all kinds of confidence. He's, he, he's coming out of the net to cut down the angles, and he's forcing it. And uh, so, you know, as well as Matthews and Miner are playing, they, they still have to beat a great goalie, and they haven't been able to, to do that. Uh, but I, I feel good about tonight. I, I feel that they're going to just go out and do do their job. And the whole thing is, don't try to do something you're not supposed to do. Uh, if you're a defender, defend. If you're a two-way player, play that way. And um, 
if everybody does their job, they brought people in to fill holes and and to uh, just add uh, more of a complete team with good good players that can uh, play in both ends of the rink and add a little yes. grip. Uh, so I, I'm not. You know, I really believe that tonight is is going to be the Toronto's night. But as we know, in Game Seven, anything can happen. A, a fluke goal or whatever. But that's the problem with Game Seven. And uh, but I've got confidence in them, and uh, it, it will be wonderful for the team, the city, the province, the country, if they can pull it off tonight. Well, it would be sad that we don't get to see uh, them win a Stanley Cup and have a chance to go to the parade. I've got barricades already set up out my front door. Here it is here. I want to bring back a memory for you. I don't know if you were involved with it, but there was pyramid power, right? I don't know if it was for the Stanley Cups or whatever, but you remember that whole uh, situation? And and Eric Stahl has changed it. Or sorry, it was Corey, Corey Perry that changed it a little bit for the Montreal Canadiens. He, he adapted a little bit bigger. When he walked into... Uh, the dress room, he stuck his, stuck his stick in a garbage can and said, guys, this is how we're going to win it. We're lunch pails. We're going to win it by by certainly getting those garbage goals. Uh, your thoughts on, I'll show you the picture one more time. Uh, it is an incredible picture. I think the city will be exactly that still if uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup. Well, that, that was a wonderful experience for me. It was my one and only Stanley Cup parade, but this was the fourth one in in but uh, uh, seven years. So the Toronto fans were were a little spoiled. Uh, there weren't as many people at the parade as they said when they won their first one in the '60s, but the first one in the '60s. But it was still a big crowd, and uh, for me, it was just an exciting moment. Just a short story on that. Uh, um, there is a somewhere on on online you can find the parade and you can see every player in in their uh, convertible and I had never seen my picture before during the Stanley Cup parade and uh, I I now have it and uh, it just happened um, our good friend Kevin Shea uh, helped me out with that and. So it's it's just a wonderful memory. I have that now as a young, twenty-one year old, in a Stanley Cup parade. My goodness, uh, I, I cherish that picture, and um, I've ne- never seen it before. But I, I'm so proud to have it now. Well, I'll tell you what, Ronnie, to have you on for a few minutes talking hockey, talking Leafs, talking Stanley Cup, it is a true honor and a blessing. And I look forward to getting your insight if we go to the next stage, Winnipeg against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I know we maybe can get you on next week and get your analytics on it because nobody says it better than you, Ron. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I do want to say to everyone here today, uh, we all are thinking of the horrific story out of Kamloops, 250 young lives that were lost many years ago. I know it would be a big part of your thoughts too. So Ronnie, our prayers and thoughts to all of those people that are suffering through that. Ronnie, look forward to it. Game seven, it is on. Let's go. Uh, Talking's over. It's time to play. You got it. Garbage can hockey. Let's do it. Bye-bye now. See you, Ronnie. Bye, buddy. 
Oh, that was fantastic. Always love having Mr. Ellis on. He is a true uh, gentleman and, of course, always there to help us. Great ambassador for Shoot for Cure and, of course, Stop Concussion. Hey, guys, listen, what a great show. I was really excited about the fact that we had not only Ronnie Ellis, but Liam giving his perspective. Listen, I want to thank you for coming out today. You can find us at Gooch Live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, of course, and, of course, the one that really gets me. You can join us on podcasts everywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you check it out. Thanks, uh, Hockey News, Sports Illustrated, and, of course, Paramount Sports. And don't forget, right after the game, right after Game 7, we will be here with Jordan, myself, and Dan Blackburn will join us, and we'll be talking how it ended up. Our Leafs crying, Montreal crying. Who's going to take on the Winnipeg Jets? Till tonight. You've been listening to Gooch Live with your host, Kerry Goulet better known as The Gooch. Brought to you by the Hockey News and Sports Illustrated.